You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum podcast. Thank you very much indeed for downloading. So we've reached the end of the domestic season, but fear not, we've got plenty coming up over the next half an hour, 40 minutes or so, to keep you entertained. Dan Killick is alongside me to help me do that. How are you doing, Dan? Very tired, Jed. I've uh, been looking after the little ones. For, Giving you uh, the runaround. Yeah, Victoria went away to Liverpool on the Hendu, so it's the first, first time, actually, I've, uh, I've had them just on my own. Outnumbered, outnumbered, outgunned. Um, it is exhausting. So hats, hats off to uh, hats off to all the women, or oh, and the dads, the stay-at-home dads. Yeah, because um, yeah, I'm 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 kaput. Well, shameless plug if you are feeling tired for our uh, for our good sponsors over at So Coffee Trades. If you uh, if you want to get your hands on some good coffee, you can do that at SoCoffeeTrades.co.uk. Uh, big thanks to them for sponsoring us throughout the season. Um, right, coming up on tonight's show, we'll have fact or fiction as usual. Looking back at uh, the Scarlets' defeat in the final of the Pro 14, uh, we'll be having a look at things like Sean Edwards potentially turning up at the Dragons. So some really really interesting stuff. Coming up, it seems like every week in Welsh Rugby there's always something for us to talk about. And we've got some questions from some of our listeners and any other business, a roundup of all the news from around Welsh Rugby. Right, Dan, give us a number, one to five, fact or fiction, let's get cracking with this. Five. Number five. Right. So we're going to start with the international one, actually. So just a week after the Pro 14 final, with depleted squads and being played on the other side of the world... Wales versus South Africa in Washington devalues international rugby fact or fiction? Oof, that's a good one. Devalues. Um, yeah, I, I'll go with fact on that. Um, they, they, I think it does. Mm. Um, I know there's a, there's, a, there's a few good reasons why, you know, why the game 
should be played, but equally it's you know, it's a fully blown international, isn't it? And you think of you know Or it should be a fully blown international, right? So yeah, sorry, it's international yeah. cap status. Yeah. And you know, Wales are gonna be playing against a South African side that's probably gonna be what, third third string. Well they think they think uh, seventeen seventeen regulars are gonna be held back with the view to them targeting the England tour. Um, you've then got add into the mix that Wales are resting their lions and you've also got uh, yeah like we say yeah, you've got Scarlet's players waking up flying straight out of Dublin yeah. into into Washington you know and Scarlet's are obviously by definition the uh, you know the, the the best domestic side based on based on that form so certainly feels like there is an argument to be made for it devaluing but on the flip side is this just the modern world that we live in now you know that you can't there is a bit of that you know, isn't it because you know I think in, a, in, in days gone past you might have called this like an A international or something like that but this isn't the amateur game anymore if you call something if you're trying to grow in the American markets and you call something Wales A versus versus South Africa A no one is going to go and watch that no, I mean they're going to struggle to pull in to pull people in probably anyway aren't they yeah and, well, uh, it's, been, it's been well documented that this has been a it's been a chore to get people to get tickets sold for this game. So, yeah, I, you know, I, it, but it's a really difficult one. You know, should you be rewarding, rewarding international caps on a game of this of this stature? Could they do? Could there could there be some some middle ground? I don't know that moving moving forward. I mean, the moment you go, the moment the game went professional, there's going to be yeah. these types of situations, aren't there? Because it, it it's. Yeah, the professional game makes makes everything a lot more complex, doesn't it? Because you know, the, the great the great amateur days were, were relatively simple, I suppose, really, weren't they? Yeah. Um, but I, I I would if you look at the sort of you know if you look at Welsh fans that are going to be that are going to be tuning in for this mm. game, there will be a good number as well that probably aren't really that interested. Do you think? Um, yeah, I do actually. I think there'll be there'll be a number that would could quite easily probably miss the game, mm. um, but we'll probably end up watching it because you know, yeah, because it is uh, an international way. Well, it is, and like we said in in previous weeks, this time round the summer tour has the backing of a free to air broadcaster in this country, so it's going to be shown on Channel Four. Uh, quite an interesting so, so kick off I think on Saturday for this game is ten pm UK time. And that is a really big, you know, that's a really big opportunity to to grow the sport. Uh, it, it does feel like it's it's difficult to sell it in when you've got when you've got that number of players missing. Though, missing, yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see how you know how we play because Gatlin won't give Gatlin won't give a number of these players a second chance. I think mm. if you know to make that World Cup squad, so. It's a nice, it's a nice team talk, isn't it? You know, you've got to go out there and and really prove prove how good you are, and um, and if you don't perform, you, that that is that is pretty much it. I think it'll be they'll be that ruthless with it. Um, obviously, there's been a couple of injuries as well, hasn't there, which will give opportunity to yeah. of others. And so, from that from that perspective, I'm 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 quite intrigued to see how a number of the the, the players play. But equally, we're going to have probably that whole. Um, you know, there's going to be issues with the cohesion of the side, isn't there? Because there's no, there isn't going to be that that core. Then there's going to be a big, a big core missing. Um, 
which will which will undoubtedly have uh, have, an, have a have a bearing on it. Yeah, I mean, I suppose just to just to finish on this point, then what 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 would happen? You know, what is the ideal scenario coming out of this game? Because if if Wales, you know, win really quite handsomely, is it just a question of? Oh well, it was just uh, you know it was just a, a second, third string South African side. If Wales labour to victory, oh well, you know you've got that same argument. There wasn't much of an opposition up against them, and if they struggle, you go well. What kind of a team is this? You know, it, it's a really, really difficult one. This to to know how to judge what is what is the ideal scenario where we come out of it and know um, and know more about you know, these players. The ideal scenario would be a win um, on a number of. Combinations, I think, work work well, um, and whatever the game plan is that we're that we're going in with is is played too, and you know looks to be the part. I think they're going to be, you know, we know what South Africa are going to be like, aren't they? They're going to they're going to have big big chaps, big men, and uh, they're going to be running straight and hard and direct, and we're going to have to stop them, aren't we? But we need to, I think, we need to see. We need to see a number of a number of the players um, really step up. I think in in this international because it is going to be really hard. So what we're we saying then, fa- fact or fiction? Does this fixture devalue international rugby? I'm going to go with I'm going to go with fact. Okay. But what what are the options? Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say I'm going to I think I'm going to disagree on this one and go fiction and just go. Actually, this is the world that we live in now. Players need to be developed at the highest level, so you are going to have more development tour games, and there is a necessity to to grow the game, to find new markets, to bring money into um, into Wales in order to in order to support the the regional game and, and and the grassroots game for that matter. So, you know, look, I think it's easy to say it's a money spinner. It is. I don't see it as being a money spinner solely to line pockets. I think that you know this. This is an important fixture in order to make sure, um, in order to make sure yeah. we can grow the game and, and it's the world we live in now, isn't it? It and, is, and we have to have them. So, well, anyway, let's hope it's let's hope it's a good game of uh, let's hope it's a good game of rugby, and we've got some interesting content coming up around it uh, next week as well. So, hopefully, we can have a, a few contributors from on the ground in Washington to uh, to soak up a bit of the atmosphere and let us know uh, exactly kind of how it's um, how it's gone because it's an interesting experiment. There's um, there's no doubt about it, and if you can get things right in America, as as the Irish seem to, uh, then you know it, it could be a big uh, it could be a big big opportunity there. Uh, right, moving on from that, I want to I follow up actually with a, a slight curveball here. So one that's a, not necessarily uh, about uh, about Welsh rugby, but I know something that you feel quite passionately about, and it ties in very nicely with uh, with kind of international rugby and how it kind of dovetails with the with the amateur game. So try this one on, Dan. Barbars have proven with that win over England that they are an integral part of the international rugby game. Fact or fiction? Fact on every level. I love I love the Barbars club. Um, it does tip a nod, doesn't it, to the amateur, mm. you know, to the amateur era. Um, it's fun. It's I think if if there's a big debate, isn't there, between whether you know whether the Barbars holds any any weight anymore mm. and I think if we lost the barbarians then we'd lose we'd lose a, a huge bit of, of, of what rugby stands for um, you only have to, to look at the comments that the players that are involved yeah. in the setup make to know how much they value it and that, that that's it it's it, it's it's 
you know, it's old school, um, you know, good bit of nonsense and, you know, beers, it's, you know, singing, laughter and, you know, friendships, isn't it, really, mm. that, that, are, that are struck up that probably last a lifetime. And then, you know, if you're having fun, you're going to probably play some, some decent rugby. That's usually the way it goes. And, and look what, you know, look what they've done on, uh, on the weekend. Well, you say that's the, usually the way it goes, but if you cast your mind back to 2013, Lions Tour, what, again, should, from a, like a marketing point of view, be quite an interesting game to start with. Lions versus Barbarians in, where was it, in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, to me, was, the re- was probably the biggest low point in the history of the Barbarians. We knew they were out on the, on the Raz uh, in true Barbarian style, but they just got absolutely pounded by the professional, uh, you know, by the, I guess the, not the professional, but the, um, yeah, by, an, by a side that, that seemed to be much better drilled um, in, in the Lions. Um, but that's going to happen, isn't it? I think if, if uh, you know, England should, ne- should never have lost, should they? Um, you know, this weekend. But if a side, if you know, an international side that, 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 that gets it, that gets it right and, and, and knows each other, should you know, should com- should quite comfortably win, um, and probably will do on a, on, a, on a good number of occasions. But there's going to be the odd, there's going to be the odd result. Um, where you know things click, and you've also got to look at the coaching as well, haven't you? Of the, of who, oh, yeah. who's involved and how they, how they, how they, how they've prepped and built up. I think you know you mentioned, didn't you, that they had a fancy dress. Uh, yeah, oh look, they, they've three clearly been out before. three nights before enjoying themselves. But maybe which, not the night before. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 we still we need the games to be as competitive as they can, yeah. don't we? And I think. But you're maybe, you're right though. It's got to be fun for the players because they're still going to want to be. You know they're going to want to be involved, and yeah, you're right. It's striking that balance. Yeah, yeah. I I, I just love I love everything. Uh, love everything the Barbars stand for. Well, so long crucially as well. And you know, I think from a more I've, I've got this very kind of cynical marketing hat on tonight, which I obviously mentioned in the first point, and with this one, it does feel like a good opportunity the Barbars to, you know, to showcase the way rugby should be played. Now some of those tries are absolutely phenomenal. And you know that attacking, um, that will to want to score tries, to throw the ball around, to really go for it—the kind of rugby that, that you and I really enjoy watching. And I think you know is the kind of rugby that that fans really want to see. You know, it's great watching a, a tight Test match, and it can be really intense. But likewise, watching tries get run in and seeing outrageous skills, it does bring in a more casual fan who might go, you know. Do you know what I picked up those tickets for the Barbarians game because they were cheap? I really enjoyed that. I'm going to go and watch. I'm going to go and watch more rugby. And so, you know, I do think that they've done a really good job of finding of finding their role now and finding the um, the opportunity to keep a great tradition going, but actually also show that it can be of benefit to uh, to to rugby unions all around the world. Yeah, and there are those people, aren't there? That 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 tune in for you know for the Barbars games in particular because win or lose you know you're going to see some some outrageous you know offloads or um, people just trying things that they probably wouldn't ordinarily yeah. do and that's what that's what a lot of people want to see no I think you might be right and that's I think that is potentially the, the most um, the most powerful thing that the, that the Barbars have have got to offer right okay let's go for another one now Dan we've got number one number three and number four remaining let's go with number four 
Number four. Right, okay, bringing it back to bringing it back to money. It seems to be a recurring theme tonight. Um, considering the Scarlet's playing budget, they're um, they still achieve more than any other club team in Europe. Fact or fiction? Fact. The Scarlet's have done had a had a brilliant uh, brilliant season. Um, they've got. I would say the coaches have got pretty much everything out of the. The, the, the players that you yeah. could possibly ask for, and, and you know, if we're going to touch on uh, on the game, the game on the weekend at yeah. this point, they played well. You know, Scars played really well, but they were just not they they couldn't beat Leinster. They were they were too strong. You know, you look at you look at the squad. It's unbelievable. It is an unbelievable squad, and Scarlets, you know, Scarlets can really. Uh, you know, really take something I think from from the campaign they've had, the campaign they've had this year with the with the, the playing budget they've got. They've done they've done outstanding, I think. Yeah, I mean it's an interesting one because I suppose their season in a way, the two bit the two biggest games this season, this final and the semi final, both away at Len- well, but sorry, not away of course, uh, but both in yeah, both in Dublin against Leinster. It does feel like it's kind of a um, there. There should be no no shame in that because they're they're the best side. They're the best side in Europe and quite comfortably. Really. Yeah, they are com- they are comfortably on the best the best side, um, and they've got they know exactly how they how how to win, don't they? They're a winning side, and the Scarlets. It was it was obviously I I said I wanted them to mm. win. You know, obviously tipped them to win. The smart money was always on Leinster. And um, it was, the, the, you know, it was a great game, wasn't it? It was a great game to watch, um, and they contri- they contributed to that. I think they can hold their heads up high, really. I think the other thing that you know, there's so much been made on the the playing budget side, but I I do think you're right. It's that squad depth. That's the thing that um, that Leinster that Leinster has. They can afford to rest at the right times. Even and I know the English side moaned about it, moaned about it for years. The fact that and they kind of said, well, the whatever the Pro Twelve as it was wasn't taken that seriously because Leinster could afford to, to rest players. Well, Pro Fourteen as it is now is a much more competitive league, and they can still, you know, they they still have that luxury. Leinster, they're able to bring quality after quality. Their international signings have been fantastic, but then you've also got a, a raft of um, of talent um, from uh, from yeah, from international Irish players to to young academy players, I just think they're. I don't know. I feel like to to go off on a tangent and talk about Leinster for a minute. I feel like they could be on to to another wave of absolute um, of absolute dominance now. Yeah, you can't see them going backwards, can you? At any point, they just they look as if they're going to get stronger and stronger. Um, especially with that, yeah, that pathway they've created. The only thing is, you know, if if the, if you could if you could knock five years off uh, off Johnny Sexton and, and keep him. You know, keep him playing mm. for for another ten years, then uh, that'd be the uh, that'd be incredible, wouldn't it? But they, I think, looking at the the way that um, for me the Tyburn um, switch into the back row kind of summed it up, really. Yeah. You know, they had to move him out of out of his actual position. Yeah. Um, to, to 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 number eight, he, we all know he's an, he's an, he's a such a talent, isn't he? Um, would Leinster have had to do yeah, the same thing? Point. Of course they wouldn't, you know. And that that just summed it up. Um, 
they 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 gave everything. They gave everything they had. Um, I thought the game plan was good as well. They 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 got it got it pretty much spot on. A couple of question marks maybe over the ref again, um, but. Um, I don't want to bash uh, bash the refs again because I, I, we've done it though. We there's, it there's no shortage. If you, if um, you want some ref bashing from us, have a little uh, have a little trawl through our back catalogue from this season because there's yeah. been no shortage of it. But you do need against Leinster, you do need the refs, don't you, to be to to, to ref them hard. Um, otherwise, it's, it's hard enough anyway. And you know, once they get that engine that engine rolling, almost impossible to stop. Right, well, we've got a few more to, to pick out on Fact or Fiction, and we'll be playing through those in just one minute. Right then, two to go on Fact or Fiction, and... Uh, couple of interesting ones for you, Dan. Um, let's change tact slightly and uh, talk about the talk about the Dragons because some interesting developments uh, over there this week, and what seems to be a pretty strong rumour linking Sean Edwards with a uh, a move to become Dragons defence coach. So wanted to, to hone in on that one and say Sean Edwards signing for Dragons would be more important than any other player recruitment, fact or fiction. <laughs> tough, tough ones this evening. Let's go with fact. Yeah, um, he will make a, a massive impact on into that to, that to the defence there. Um, defence, you could say wins wins games, doesn't it? Now, really, um, I mean ninety odd tries Dragons conceded this season, and it just feels like that is the place where they've got to start. Uh, you know they they have to, you know they're they're barely at professional level with that level of statistics. You know what I mean? It's it's such a huge amount of tries to let in across the season, and it feels like in Sean Edwards you've got someone there who is ready made to to come in and and sort these things out. You look at what he's done at the Blues. Yeah. Obviously the Blues weren't in as bad a nick, but nonetheless he's come in and and look how much more competitive that's made them. And across the course of the season, they've grown to become a really good attacking side, and they've they've found that brilliant balance, you know. Yeah. And the Blues is 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 a is the perfect one to look at, isn't it? Because he almost almost overnight he he sorted out sorted out the the, the defence. We knew that they could play a lovely brand of rugby, but it was yeah they they lost games, didn't they? Because they score some beautiful tries, and then equally they'd be letting in letting in some howlers. So. The dragons have, and the dragons have got. We've seen they've played some, played some, some good rugby, haven't they? Over the course of uh, of last year, scored some good tries. September and October, yeah. Yeah, scored, scored, scored some good tries. So sort the defence out, and um, and uh, they'd be a totally different outfit. Is it more important than any of the signings though? Because if you look at, we said last season that that dragon squad was paper thin, and you know so it proved to be, particularly with the injury problems that they had down there. You know, can you make that much of a difference if you haven't got the playing staff there, or actually is he that good a coach that he can he can tighten up? Uh, you know, he can tighten up um, virtually any squad. Yeah, I'd say he could, t- he could tighten up any squad. Um, you can't you can't win games purely on defence, can you? But there are there are good enough um, good enough players there for 
you know, for him to for him to make a massive difference because he'll tighten up the defence and then you know they've they've recruited a lot of players, haven't they? We 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 still think you know there's, they've yeah, they've they've recruited they've recruited they've recruited a lot. So yeah. um, I think it's abs- it's an out and out fact for me because um, if they if 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 he was coming in at the very start before they've made any any recruits, then I may be maybe answering it a bit differently. But who's the be- who's the best of those recruits? At, while we're while we're on the subject of players coming in, which one do you think is the the one who's going to make the most the most difference? Um, well, as a Dragons fan, I'll throw that back to you. Um, I um, yeah, um, I would say as, as excited as I am about watching Moriarty because I'm a I'm a big fan of his. I'm actually quite worried about the yeah. fact that he's missed so much rugby with injury, and I think it was a really bad, a really bad injury as well. So I am actually a bit concerned about him. I think the one, and this probably ties back in with the Sean Edwards point, the one that I'm, I think could have the biggest impact is Hibbard. Yeah, I think we've said before the character that he is. He's not going to want to walk into a dressing room and and watch his side get whipped um, every every week of the season. And I think a lot of the younger players and the the players with less experience will look around a dressing room, see the likes of Richard Hibbard in there, whether he's got 16 on his back or two. You'll follow him, won't you? And you will follow him into battle. And likewise, Sean Edwards, you, you know, you're not... I think that, that's why I think this is so important. And I'm with you. I think it's a fact that it's more important than any, than any player recruit is any player, particularly a young player, walking onto the training paddock with him. Yeah. You know, if, if you've let him down, you know about it. But you want to play, you know, you want to play for him, yeah. and I think that's so important to to get that culture right and address the the problems that they've had uh, across, particularly this season. You know, I, I think he really is the he's the only man for that job. Yeah. There is that fear that he does strike sort of the the, the fear of God into uh, probably into the into the players, doesn't he? Um, oh yeah. I mentioned God there. He's, he's pretty pretty religious man. He isn't is, he? Yeah. But, um, and I think what Sean Edwards does. Does very well is that people you, because you don't want to let him down. Yeah, your the players probably attention and folk they're so focused on 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 playing that it actually raises the rest of their game because you, be, because they're everything's heightened then and you could see certainly with the with the the, the dragons that things you know, haven't been quite things have been awry then haven't they and at times. I think it's it's okay to say that um, some of the players hadn't. Um, they almost looked as if they were they've given up a little bit. Yeah. Um, now we've we've talked about the possible reasons for that before, but he that that won't be there. So instantly they'll all be heightened and they'll it'll it'll go up it'll go up a, a number of levels. Another interesting point on this, which is one raised by um, uh, by Gareth Hughes, one of our listeners on Twitter. He said, could Sean Edwards be a potential stalking horse to take over from Jackman at the end of uh, Rugby World Cup 19? So, you know, working on this basis that Edwards will continue as Wales defence coach after the World Cup, could he be a, a potential successor at the Dragons? Do you think that's part of this or is, this, is that an unrelated, an unrelated uh, topic this time? I think, it's, for me, it's probably unrelated at, at, at the moment. Um, he's, he's got a... You know, he's, he's, He's known as a defence coach, isn't he? Um, does he want Does he want the main the main job? Um, I don't know. Does he? I mean, have you have you heard anything from about him wanting you know that that number one? I don't. I think in this instance, I don't think. I think this is a, a scenario where you've got um, you've got the the dragons who are now owned by the 
by the union. You've got Sean Edwards who's a union employee. The union will be under pressure to to make this dragon's this you know this this dragon's ownership work, and they've seen an opportunity to to bring in someone who's on the payroll who they can um, you know they've utilised it you know who's who's obviously up for the part time work like he has been at, at Cardiff Blues this season. So that's that's where I think this is. Does he have ambitions to be a head coach? I mean, it's a very different role, isn't it? It is really, a very different role. It really is. But, really um, different role. I mean. Off, off air, weren't we? We were talking about you know just you know how how good is uh, is the England? Uh, yeah, yeah. Is, is he is he that great? Because I've I, you know, I'm not sure. Whether You're not he, Eddie, Eddie Jones. Yeah, is yeah. Is, is Eddie Jones that good? You know, for, for for me, the head coach is all about making the you you've got to make sure you select the right side. Yeah. and he still doesn't know his best side. Um, it's probably the what being. That's what you've got to be if you're England man. If you're the England coach, you've got mm. to know how to pick. Gatlin would pick. Gatlin picks. Um, he gets criticised a lot, doesn't he? For what he does, but he picks sides and play and plays players usually in the in the right positions. Yeah. Um, Eddie Jones doesn't. No, so that's, a, that's an interesting side point as well. It's um, yeah. I mean, look, I, I think Eddie Jones is probably just in a bit of a lull at the moment. I think you know that the honeymoon period was quite a long one and. Too long, yeah. It's definitely over. Yeah, it's definitely over now. Um, well, it always seems long. Look, I just yeah. Any any time England are winning Grand Slams and stuff, I never feel comfortable with it. Um, but you know, I, I think on, on his on his regard, he'll he'll bounce back. I like you. I am surprised that he's stuck around with the Hartleys and the the Rob Shaws and um, and the Mike Browns and kind of you know it, that's that's no disrespect to them, but. I think if he was looking to move the, the side on, he probably would have made those calls a bit earlier. Where's well, the back? Um, hence the, it's the back row as well, isn't it? Yeah, no, I've, not, I've been hugely not surprised. picking a seven, you know, um, for for a long time. Mm. Um, there are some very good sevens. Yeah, very good sevens. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a bit it's a bit peculiar. But I mean, yeah, on Sean Sean Edwards, that's that is huge, isn't it? I mean, you must have been literally jumping up and down. It was a real, yeah. I mean, when that, when those when those rumours surfaced over the weekend, that was that was a massive. You know, that would probably be the biggest high point of the season for me. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's because it's, it's been such a, that, a bad yeah. season that something like that, you look at it and go, right, that is someone who I know can come in and make a difference. Um, Chapman, Chapman must have been, uh, you know, just thinking, geez, this is uh, we've we've. We've won the lottery, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you don't know, do you? Because you don't know how close. (laughs) Yeah, you don't know how close. um, I don't know how close on a day-to-day basis the union, the union work with with Jackman. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but there, like we said, all of this, all of this stuff. You know, I I think they've got to be more competitive in those first few games, and having a defence coach like Sean Edwards will make the world of difference to that. So, yeah, I'm 100% saying fact on that one. Right, last uh, last of the factual fictions, and we finish on Scarlets again. And we've already kind of spoken about, touched on the the Pro 14 final, but the final point is this: Scarlets need to improve their power game if they're to compete at the very highest level. Factual fiction. It's a it's fact, mm. but I feel slightly uncomfortable saying fact. You need, need to back it up with their. Yeah, they bought the physical. They bought as much physicality as they as they could give then. Yeah. On on Saturday, um, and it just wasn't enough. So it's not like you know players aren't giving their all or 
Um, again, it com- comes back to, to, to the earlier point. They, you know, if if if, if they got if they have more money, then then they've got they'll, they'll have a greater squad, and uh, they've they could not do any more than what they're doing. In yeah. for, for me, uh, it was you know they they needed to bring to up the physicality because they were uh, they were blown blown apart yeah. in the game that we went over for, um, and they brought that. It still wasn't enough. The thing is, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to kind of end the season on a downer because, you know, like I say, I, I'm with you. I think I think Scotland's been fantastic this season. Uh, I think they've punched well above their weight. I think Cardiff Blues, for that matter, in the, the latter half of the season, have done the same. But it is kind of quite depressing when you kind of go. They are the big story, and you don't need huge budgets in order to compete. But in order to win a, a Heineken Cup, maybe you just do. You know, you look at the you look at the winners. Over over the course of the last ten years, Toulon, Leinster, uh, Saracens—they've all got they've all got mega budgets, and you kind of wonder, okay, right, Scarlets have won that that uh, that pro that pro twelve and did very well to do that. They made semi-finals. They've done a great job, but can you win the yeah. ultimate prize when you're on on those kind of budgets? It's a cracking, yeah, it's a cracking point. I mean, because you need you also need so much luck don't you when you're playing when you've got a squad that is so yeah, thin yeah. and you know few injuries as we've seen then it just completely completely wipes you out so I think you do well, yeah undoubtedly you need that you need deep pockets and then you've got the squad mm-hmm. um, uh, otherwise you'll need you need to have a run like for instance could you know could Scarlet's you know, obviously, Scars want to build, you know, year on year, don't they? And yeah. Get further and further, but you've got to also be realistic. Haven't yeah, you? of the, course. Can, can, you know, can that happen again? You know, I, the, the, I, uh, really, it's going to be really difficult, isn't it, for the Scarlets to make a, a semi-final um, of the champion of the Champions Cup um, with with the with the playing budget. We know that and um, losing Burn Barkley. Yeah, and um, financially, they're in Scott a, Williams. They're not in a. They're not healthy at all, are they? Yeah. You know, beneath beneath it all, they're in a bit of a pickle. Um, so yeah, it is a little bit of a, a depressing note. But <clears throat> we need to celebrate what they've done. Yeah. But it is going to be really hard to get back to those, you know, to get back to get to those heights, isn't it? With with the players that are departing. I know there's some good boys coming in, but you still you still you t- you you have four or five injuries, and the squad is not. You, you said well, I th- yeah, I think a bigger concern as well is, is potentially losing Pivak, and if he does get the Wales job, I know obviously he'll be there for another season. That's great, but it does mean it's a it's a really difficult um, succession plan then after you know because I think you know I don't you know we're, we're speculating here, but if Pivak were to go, I'd be convinced Steve Jones would go with him, and that leaves you a you know that leaves you a, a very tough kind of thing to then go. Well, is anyone in there? Haywood, Haywood, Cunningham, not not unthinkable. Cunningham, Mark Taylor, you know, could, could would he take the whole yeah, Mark, lot? Yeah, Mark Taylor's not off, not yeah, he's not given a lot of credit, is he? But so it's, so it's almost like you know, would there be anyone there yeah. to carry on the legacy of what of what Pivak's done? And you know, can the Scarlets be? They've been so shrewd with their signings. They've been so shrewd in signing Pivak at that point in his career. Have they got another? Do you think the WIU need to? Need to do something to, to assist, so um, yeah, they've got a responsibility then. Do you think surely to? Well, look, I think you know. I, I hope that the days of the civil war and the tug of war between regents and and the union 
are over and it's and I hope it's in a better position now. And I think if that is the case, then you do need you do need the union to be if there is a way that they can assist and and help Scarlets attract the best um, the best quality successor. They're presuming that this, this is working solely on the basis that Pivac does get it. Um, so you know, look, I think it, it makes perfect sense for them to to help if there is a way of doing it. But likewise, Scarlets might go. Well, look, we picked up Pivac. You know, yeah. we, we 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 back ourselves to do it. So yeah, I don't know. Being it would be an interesting interesting one to uh, to see. But you're right. I think that the main point is we should really celebrate the uh, another uh, another great achievement. Um, another, I, look, that's been a fantastic season for them. Really, you know, if you're going to grade that like with a school grade, that's that's an A and yeah, A they've minus. O- they've overachieved, haven't they? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think it's probably easy to get carried away with you know our, you know. We're expecting, you know, a better year next year from the Scars. They've done, they've done amazing things, and it's gonna. Sadly, it will get harder for the Scarlets, I would mm. say, as opposed to getting, as opposed to getting easier. Um, and then maybe there's a, maybe this is leading on to, uh, you know, in another pod on uh, uh, looking at sort of the Blues, the Blues and Scars obviously have gone well. Mm. But is there, you know, do we need to look at uh, possibly making a change within Welsh rugby on the on, on the regional side of things? How it's how it's structured, things like that, maybe. Well, look, I, I mean, yeah, this is definitely not one we've got time for now. But um, yeah, you know that that pay gap. I would need about but, ten pods. Yeah, you know, look, if we're saying that if we're saying that Wales are never going to be able to have a club that wins the Heineken Cup under the current under the way that the clubs are funded at the moment, I think that's that is kind of what we're saying. It, and it, um, yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's not nice talking like that, no. is it? But it, it, it's true, though, isn't it? It's it's, it's going to be really, really. It's going to take something exceptional and a lot of luck as well for for that to happen. Yeah, really, realistically. Yeah, I mean, all right. If we put it the other way and say, because the thing is, in both of these things, Scarlets have lost to Leinster, who are playing head and shoulders way better than any other team in Europe at the moment. Right? They are, they are. They they beat anyone on their yeah. Uh, they're like an international day. side, aren't they? They well, they are. They are essentially. Yeah. And then, you know, if Scarlets were in the other semi-final and they were playing, let's say, Racing, could Scarlets have beaten Racing? Yeah, I see the Scarlets. Yeah, they could. So, yeah, that kind of you throws know, out. The, well, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. kind of always oh, going, "Oh well, the pay gap, the pay gap." On oh, both those games, they come up against the best side in Europe. Yeah. Um, so you, I don't know. I you, don't, you, yeah. you can do it, can't you? But you need the luck. You need you need everything to go yeah. your way. Throughout the whole campaign, because what one-up games, yeah, the the, you know, the scarlets on 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 their day and and can be anybody, yeah. really can, but to do to, the consistency then to play, you know, another top side then thereafter and then another top side, you gotta kind of you gotta have like you gotta have everyone looking over you, haven't you? And yeah. it's got everything's got to go your way. Then you bring the refs into it as well. The refs, the way the way the way the scarlets play, you have to have a ref that that favors uh, the that favors them. Um, otherwise, it's difficult. No, yeah, well, yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, it's a really interesting one, and you know, it, it's one that we simply don't have the answer to. And I, again, we'd love to hear your suggestions on what what can be done to uh, to narrow that gap, and you know, not just for the Scarlets, but to take the Welsh regions, um, all four of them, and close the gap with uh, with some of Europe's uh, with some of Europe's best. What can be done? Because money isn't necessarily the answer. Look, at, you know, look at Bath. Look at uh, you know, look well, at all, all the money. You know, X is a is, is a great Exeter. example. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, if you look at you know look at how much money Bath has spent, how much money has been spent by other clubs, and that you know Northampton, uh, you know having years have been in the black. I think we're in the red over the last year. 
it's, I think I'm right in saying that. Um, but you've got a lot of big clubs spending hard who haven't been able to achieve yeah. in Europe. And it's that pathway, you know, even, it, even, yeah. you know, even Sarri's came a cropper to, <clears> to Leinster. So, um, you know, it's, it is a really difficult one to gauge. I, I would much rather see, actually, a, a model like Scarlet or Exeter. I'd love to see that succeed because you've got you know, you've got so many homegrown players coming through the system and getting an opportunity and if they're the right players and they've got the right attitude, you, you, know, you can achieve great things. Maybe I'm just being hopelessly romantic here, but No, yeah, I'm with you. I like I, I do love that as well. It's yeah, Exeter have done a have done an outstanding job, haven't they? And they they're also well they're also uh they also they actually make a profit as well. Yeah, exactly. Which, which is, is a, a pretty uh, which is great. a pretty rare thing. Uh, right then, any other business to finish? Uh, I suppose again, some pretty uh, some pretty sad news for a couple of players. One, Aaron Shingler looks like he's going to be out for nine months, um, huge. which oh. is a massive blow, not just for his personal hopes for Wales over the summer, not just for the Scarlets next season, but also you know that that could have his World Cup in jeopardy. Yeah, yeah, that's a it's not good, is it? Not good at all. Um, really feel for him as well. And you you know you think of how well he's how well he's played. Yeah, he's been. He's been so good, hasn't he? Well, I think out of that back row as well, you know, we've got so many open sides. Eight, we've said before, there is a bit of, um, you know, there's a bit of debate as to who is Toby's backup. But six, really, I, you know, I think that shirt was, yeah, he was wasn't necessarily in any danger of losing that first first on the team sheet, wasn't he? You could say, you know, with his, you know, well, I was going to say with his defensive display, but everything, you, you, yeah. you, you, he's got the lot, hasn't he? And uh, the line out, yeah, it's just real. Real hard one to take that. That's a massive blow for him. Josh Turnbull gets the opportunity. Um, I thought it was an interesting call-up. Um, I think mm. he's, he's played really well this season, but he's played a lot of his rugby at at, um, at Lock. I suppose when Chartres was left the squad, they brought in Wayne Wright. Um, so presumably Turnbull comes in, you know, knowing that he can play, he can play four or six. So um, you know, I guess it's just that bit of versatility. Yeah. Hard, hard player, isn't he? Gives 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 us all gra- real grafter. Yeah. Um, somebody that will be, you know, will be needed, I suppose, on uh, on this trip. And again, what an opportunity for him. Yeah. No. Exactly. And walk um, and run again. Absolutely. And another another really cruel injury blow. Ashton Hewitt. Oh, feel you, know, just, you, you really worry about it. It, it. it feels very similar to another pacey winger um, in Eli Walker. Eli Walker. Isn't it? You know yeah. what I mean? It's just yeah. getting so close to getting these opportunities. So I really hope that um, that he does get a better. A better run of injuries. He's going to need an arm round him, isn't he? Because yeah, he's got you know got on the squad and then and and he's injured in training. And how many times has this happened yeah, yeah. to him? No, it's, it's really really disappointing. I hope he's able to bounce back because he's a yeah, you know, he's a good player, he's a good talent. And, you know, Dragons are going to need him. Uh, are going to need him next season. Um, and then yeah, one final point to finish on. This was a bit of this strange interview with Johnny McNichol after uh, mm. after the game. Kind of seemed to hint that. It's by no means a certainty he'll stick around with Scarlets. Whether or not this is just a bit of a posturing for, um, you know, for negotiating a new contract, or whether he's uh, age, whether he's actually prepared to go. His age has been in his ear. This is what you uh, this is what you need to say here. Um, God, he was good, wasn't he? He was. Oh, he's an outstanding player, isn't he? No doubt. He was. His work rate as well. Like just he was just creating so much, wasn't he? Um, yeah, he was, he was brilliant. Um, no, I think I think he's a, he seems to be an honest an honest chap. I think it was I don't think it was mm. his agent. I think it would have been would have come from him. Yeah, saying look, he didn't say anything that bad, did he? Really? It was, no, uh, I think it's. I think 
yeah, if he, if, you know, he was just saying what a lot of players, what a, probably what a lot of other players. Well, look, that's, that's the, the, that's the honest thing, isn't it? It's like, yeah. look, if an opportunity arises and Racing Metro come to him and say, yeah. "We're going to give you a, you know, we're going to give you a massive contract to come and play in, a, to come and play in Paris," you know, well, I don't think anyone would begrudge him that opportunity. No, you, you can't, can you? Because if you put yourself in in in, in, his, in his shoes, you'd you'd potentially do the. Uh, Exactly. Same, yeah. And obviously, you know, Alan Wynn bucks the trend there, but you know, it's um, yeah, and he will have he will have a lot of people after him. There's been a lot of chat as well, also that he's Welsh qualified. Um, yeah. In you know, not too in the not too distant future. Um, again, do you think that will play into? I'm not going to enter the debate about whether that's right or wrong, but do you think that will that could potentially play a role in him making his decision? Do you think he wants to play for Wales? Yeah, I reckon he does. I reckon he does. Um, he does fancy it, and um, you know. So it could. You could you could see him, couldn't you? You could, he'd be he'd be straight in there as well. Oh, he'd come through good enough, no doubt about it. Out and out try scorer. Um, yeah, he'd be having a he'd be having a serious look at that money. You you, you would have thought, um, especially with you know Hadley. Obviously yeah, doing, doing what he's done, they're probably good, they're probably good pals. I would have thought, and um, it'd be on his mind definitely. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well. Yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting one. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm not so sure on that one. Really? I, I, yeah. I think he's. I don't know. I just get the feeling he's more concentrated on his, um, on his club career and doesn't necessarily see that as a route. But then again, strange things have happened. So that could well, that could well uh, end up seeing him in a in the red of Wales as well as the the red and the scarlets in a. Uh, in just over a year or so. Doesn't but sit well with you, does it? It doesn't, no. And I think, you know, the sooner those changes come in in 2020. Look, I've got absolutely no problem with, with people who, you know, who move with a club and, you know, fully embrace the region. And, you know, you can, I, I, I've got no problem with that. It just feels like yeah. three is too short a period and it, it opens, yeah. um, it opens up a, a level of, um, of kind of cynicism that I think is more damaging to the international game than, Playing uh, than playing these extra fixtures in new locations like uh, like we started the show on, gone full circle there. Done almost as if we had that planned. Jed, you can always rely on me. That's for, it uh, for those types of things. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, <laughs> make sure you let us know what you think uh, as well. So get in touch with us at Attacking Scrum on Twitter. Uh, you can join our Facebook group as well, which is called Wales Rugby Fans. Let us know what you think on there, and uh, of course you can follow our Facebook page too. And uh, yeah, we've got plenty coming up over the next couple of weeks as the uh, as we switch our attention over to over to the internationals, and then hopefully we're going to have some fantastic specials for you um, in the lead up to the new season. So we will be having a break over the over the summer, but we uh, won't just be resting on our laurels. We'll be looking to create some really interesting stuff for you to listen. So if you do enjoy listening to these, please let as many people as you know. If you've got a mate who you think would be interested, let him know. Do it old fashioned style. Send them a WhatsApp or let him know in the pub. Um, however you prefer to do so Um, but yeah we really appreciate you listening and uh, look forward to bringing you more of these very very soon right thanks for listening we'll be back to chat to you next week Sports Social Podcast Network